0: Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback
1: are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet.
2: There's a goddamn war hero.
0: Something good for you. Alright everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You Podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every time we can get to the table. <laughs> I'm yeah. one of your two co-hosts Alex Stiff and across from me we've got Captain Nunn.
2: What's up y'all?
0: And we got Mikey Black with us this week. Hello. And it's been nice to finally get back at the table. It's been a few weeks. A lot's happened. We're staying busy. A lot has happened. Uh, New record for Kelsey came out.
2: Yeah, Kelsey's album uh, came out at the time of this recording last week. It's on Spotify. It's on... Uh, I'm not sure if she put, put it on iTunes, if that's even a thing anymore. But, oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, you can get it on Spotify, and it's on YouTube and everything, too. And uh, we're going to put up a website or merch store real soon so you, where you can order CDs, if you so happen to have a CD player still in your
0: car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the thing, is because, you know... I don't know. I think with her, like I, th- I think I said this on that episode. I don't know if I just told her personally or not, and listened to it in a minute. But I feel like with her audience, they would still purchase CDs. She's already sold quite a few. There you go. And yeah. it's like, and it's like with us though. I just, I really don't know if our audience would even be interested in CDs.
2: I don't think so. I mean, they're saying this year that uh vinyl's about to outsell uh, CDs, and mm-hmm. that's the first time that's happened since cds became a thing initially
1: holy shit let's put a music video
0: on laser disc
2: <laughs> watch that be a thing though watch cds become a retro thing here like 20 years from now
0: oh i wouldn't even say 20 years man i would i would honestly give that another 10 i bet in about another 10 years cds are going to be niche and cool again it's going to be interesting I mean, mm-hmm. cassettes are already a
2: thing right now, think about too. it next
0: year's already 2020 man isn't that crazy? And CDs started coming out in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah.
2: And uh, quality never got any good until like the early 90s or whatever. And I ah, think quality wasn't never good until the late 90s, really. And it's still like for your car, the best quality you can put
0: in a car stereo for sure. Well, see, I still flip back and forth on that because for the average consumer that just immediately loads up their music app and just goes... Yeah, a CD is going to sound so much better, but like Spotify. You've got EQ settings, you've got sound quality settings, you've got streaming quality settings, you've got download quality settings, and they're not always set to the highest bit rate possible because not everyone has, say, like an unlimited data plan. Right. So maybe they would be willing to sacrifice sound quality for being able to stream more because, you know, better sound quality, bigger file size, more data on the download. And I'm sure I'll certain
2: types of headphones uh, make or break all that too
0: absolutely so it's like you if you actually go into your app and set it up for opt- optimal sound quality it's gonna be just as good as a cd it all just has to come down to like what you're saying more or less what you're listening to it on it's like if your eq settings on the app are flatlined um but the stereo on your uh, car is also flat that's gonna sound like shit. Right. Or if both are EQ'd, that's gonna sound like shit. So it's like you kinda have to find that balance. It's like since I don't have a car, I found a balance that works perfectly between the stereo in here and my headphones. Gotcha. But it's like I messed with the EQ in that just to make sure it's, it has like the optimal sound, like the best sound possible. Well, that's why you're the tech guy. <laughs> and, but that's why I'm also saying that's why that argument is still valid for sure the argument of cds just sound better is because yeah for the typical person just loading it up yeah they're not going to know what the hell they're doing but
2: you can take any little thing and
0: make it uh pop with the right amount of eq and all that oh yeah but some people don't even realize you can do that in those apps i mean hell even uh your stock music app on your phone like if you have a uh, like a uh, iphone even your stock music app if you go into your settings you can change the eq there's a bunch of presets also mikey's here hello <laughs> i'm just i should be taking notes honestly i know right i'm not saying this just to have myself talk it feels like our listenership is a bunch of music fans so maybe i'm giving them some information that might be helpful for them oh, i know it
2: <laughs> no it took me a while to figure out how to you know j- bounce out the i uh, find the middle and of- my phone volume as opposed to my car stereo volume and all that too
0: that's the other thing too is if you're if you're still using like an aux cord if you jack up your volume on your phone all the way up it's going to sound a lot more distorted and muffled if you if you knock it down maybe two clicks and i'll learn this with my ipod is if you turned your ipod all the way up and put it in the car it sounded bad but if you turned it down to where it was like maybe a fourth or a fifth you know, more volume, more you could do, just a couple little clicks, it sounded so much more clear and clean. It's Same like, thing with your phone. If you turn it up all the way and then knock it down maybe two or three clicks, it sounds a lot better.
2: I think my iPod's up in one of my boxes upstairs somewhere.
0: I still have my old brick, too. It was like uh, one of those like 120 or like 260 gig or whatever.
2: It has nothing but like all the CDs I had from high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you
1: ever have an iPod? I never had an iPod or an MP3 player. Really? No, I had one mp3 player, and it was like one of those 40 songs max. Oh,
0: really? Yeah, so like a couple megabyte ones, like those 30 megabyte. That's it. One of those tiny, tiny little squares. (laughs) I remember those. See, I had... uh, My first one was an iPod Nano. Actually, yeah. (laughs) I randomly remembered this. So my grandmother got an iPod before I did. Fucking weird. But But she wanted stuff that she could put her gospel music on and easily play. She had... We we talked about it on a few episodes ago those uh, Columbia House CD things. They had the commercials where it's like a oh, hundred hits right. across six Time, CDs. Life uh, <laughs>
2: collections that you could order for uh, whatever.
0: Yeah, she would order the gospel versions of those, so she had like fucking ten collections of like those six or Damn. seven CD like gospel CDs. So she just wanted something she can consolidate it all to. So she got an iPod before I did. The bitch was so morbid. She goes, I go, I was like, I really want one too. I want one too. And of course, you know, I'm just asking her for one because you don't have much, you know, concept of money being that young. I had to be like maybe 12, maybe 11, 12, somewhere in the area. I was like, I want an iPod too. She goes, well, if you don't get one before I die, you can have this one. (laughs) i was
2: like, Go this from my cold dead hands. I was like, "Thanks, Grandma."
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not morbid at all. <laughs> so, no. A few years later, I did get an iPod Nano, and that, that was, was my her first fucking one. prized possession, though. Man, no, that, that was, no, uh, no, it wasn't. This that, is
1: technology. <laughs> I've come this far in life; surely, there's no going further. <laughs> Take not, this, my grandchild. <laughs> it's never gonna get better than this. <laughs> Tell the generations to come.
0: (laughs) And never forget about Jesus. (laughs) She called it her God Oh, That's kind of adorable.
2: That's awesome. You want to fire up the old God pod?
0: Get your praise on? No, she wasn't saying it as like a passing it down thing. She she was... because she had like health conditions that she would just over exaggerate a lot and she was just through going through one of her spouts of like you know oh you don't know how much longer i have to live lived well 10 years past that
2: yeah. <laughs> like, i got the cancer no you don't like
0: that. <laughs> oh it was always heart issues uh, yeah gotcha. but uh <laughs> yeah so it, it was more or less her just trying to be all morose and morbid on me but yeah I eventually got my own, uh, but that was my first one. And then I got a Zune. I love
2: the Zune. The Zune was not Zune, around for a, a lengthy period of time. Was it, it wasn't, but Wait, I love that sh- thing. I think so, I knew anybody
1: with a Zune. Not to bring it back to being morbid, <laughs> but did you get the God Pod?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did not get the God Pod. I was not interested
1: in the God Pod
2: going to be my next podcast. God Pod.
0: God Pod. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. There's your title. <laughs> Reverend Nunn. <laughs>
2: sure. oh, I got to think of like, a, of like a crazy preacher name. Ooh.
0: Minister Reverend Black. Shag. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think that might be taken. <laughs> but no, I love the Zoom because even when I was younger, it was a thing of I liked my iPod Nano, but I like album artwork. And you could barely see the artwork on that; it was teeny tiny, yeah. and that honestly bugged me. It bugged me too when I first got into iPods and shit like that. And when I saw the Zune online, it was basically like a smartphone screen size. Okay. It was. It was. Still, I got the brick one. It wasn't the newer ones that looked a little sleeker. This was the brick, and but it had a nice little um, rectangle, you know, kind of iPhone looking screen on it with a. Um, It wasn't a click wheel like touch-wise, it was like a directional pad in the shape of a circle. So it, it looked like it, but you just clicked up and down, left and right, center, that kind of thing. But when you would play the song it would take up the entire top part of the screen, the album artwork. So it would take up the full square, and anything left underneath it would be your music. Same thing like what Spotify looks like now, or like Apple Music, but it was edge-to-edge album artwork. Nice, because at Spotify, you get like maybe uh, maybe. 75 percent of the screen with the album artwork and it yeah. still looks teeny tiny yeah so same concept but just take the artwork and put it side like you know wall-to-wall screen to screen i remember showing
2: uh davy at superjet practice uh, yesterday uh blackfoot gypsy's album artwork and it's like oh man i'm gonna put that on everything now and then, uh, i had to expand a little bit and find all the little details in it
0: mm-hmm. yeah so that i just thoroughly enjoyed that as now having a music player that you know i can actually see the full artwork on and that made it fun because that was part of like the digital download age. So there was like a few bands where it's like only had like maybe six songs. <laughs> How'd you get all these songs?
1: I'm a live wire. Yeah. <laughs>
0: live <Light> wire. <laughs> uh, I remember that. And so it's like I'd maybe have seven, six songs from a band, but not be interested in having the full thing. I wouldn't want it split off into the different albums. So I would just consolidate it into one album and I would just call it Downloads. So it'd be like, you know, say for instance, uh, just learn about the Super Suckers, not deep diving. I would have like the album called Downloads and it would be a bunch of songs I wrote from like YouTube or whatever. There's no actual album art. So on the iPod, I didn't give a shit. On the Zune, now I was actually making my own album art or finding like cool photos online, and I would put that on. So now I had like an extra added like visual element for just these random songs I downloaded. If it was
2: blank, was it just like a just a square with like a music note on it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But and that bugged me. That bugged me, so I had to have artwork for every song or every album that was on my Zune. (laughs)
2: Interesting. I did. I would pick and choose stuff like that to download uh, from like certain albums and stuff like that. Like, I had to make my own like little Greatest Hits Motley Crue record out of all the little uh, one or two songs from every CD I
0: okay, liked. Okay, wait a minute, though. They they had Greatest Hits albums, though. Yeah, but... His probably, Greatest Hits. I, yeah, my greatest, <laughs> hits. greatest Hits. His Greatest Hits, Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which weren't nearly as many as the compilations themselves. Uh, so you really
0: didn't get... A legit music player, like iPod, whatever. Until you got a smartphone. Yes.
1: Uh, well, let's see. I listened to most of my music at home, and we had a computer, so yeah. actually it would be through that. Well, yeah. I mean, so, I, I think through all this, I could both, all, I think it all. all three of us had computers yeah, yeah, at that point. So that's, but, that was
0: my streaming. Yeah. Platform. I, mean, I mean, I would just do the same thing before I worried about album art. I would just download all these songs and just make mix CDs because I had a yeah, Walkman I'd CD player. I always
1: yeah. had a CD player up until like Jesus high school.
0: Yeah, I had a CD player and a tape player, all that, and it's like I just eventually
2: moved up to the MP3 players. Yeah, I think uh, MP3s came around when I was a junior or senior in high school. When did y'all get your first cell phones? Um, f- sophomore year, freshman sophomore year high school.
1: I want to say I
2: had the flip phones.
1: S- mm-hmm. Honestly, like seventh grade, maybe.
0: And yeah, AT and T was still Singular. Oh yeah, I remember Singular. I think I think I was about the same age because uh, I wanted a cell phone for the longest time when I lived in Gaffney. But she was like, "You don't need one." She, she was and she was always being really nice. But now I can read between the lines. She, she was going, "You don't have friends." <laughs> <laughs> Who are you going to call? Who are you going to text? Go out
2: there and find some. By go out there, I mean stay in your room. <laughs> basically.
0: Yeah, so now being able to read between the lines, she was just basically saying, you don't have friends. You don't need a cell phone. But when she would like get an upgrade, she'd just let me have hers, and I'd just play around with it. Because I'd still I'd play like, the uh, Pong or Breakout or anything that was on it. But I remember getting like, my first legit cell phone. And uh, getting like ringtones and everything down. That was when you, getting a special ringtone was the shit. Oh, yeah. People don't care about I ringtones had, anymore, it I feels know, like. I know. I had
2: I Stole Your Love, I think, uh, on my first one. Really? And you're talking about games on cell phones. Did y'all ever have the uh, TI 85 calculators or anything like that? TI 85 Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah At school. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you could actually play games on yeah. those. Yeah. Those are those really expensive Texas, Texas instrument. Yeah. Uh, compu- we're nerds, man. I know it. <laughs> So I didn't have any one.
2: games on my old cell phones, but I played the hell out of uh, all the games they had on uh, the the calculators. Dude, every cell phone stuff. had games. Our,
1: our calculators didn't have games. They cracked down on that shit.
0: No, nah, dude, but like every cell phone, had like even those old singular wireless um, cell phones that were just still like the touchpad, like you know regular home phone with a tiny screen on it. Basically, I must have liked... you could you could even uh, you could play like pong and shit like that on there. I
2: just, I guess I just never like care to try it out or anything like that or I maybe i can tell I did. because you
0: don't even lock your phone before you put it in your pocket I've you put your phone, phone... games <laughs> no i'm just saying talking about exploring your phone you <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> am i pulling it out what are you talking about <laughs> you okay so <laughs> you'll check your phone and you will just the most awkwardly put it back in your pocket because you you'll have it out it'll be unlocked like this you won't lock it It'll be like on the home screen. It won't even be just like... It'll be like this. And you'll oh just, yeah, used to be you'll, real bad about that. You'll awkwardly just go... It's to not touch the screen or do anything. You're just I like, don't do that anymore. I put it in my
2: butt pocket now.
0: I know it but, stays extra. But it's comfy. like if you, but if you press that side button, it locks it, and you won't accidentally press something. I do that something. now. I know I used to be real bad about that, but I've been doing that now. <laughs> I don't watch you that closely, so I don't know. But that's just that made me you think don't about need it to. when <laughs> it just made me think about it when you were just like, oh, I just don't explore my phone that well. I'm like, yeah, because there's a lock button you don't even know about either. <laughs> I got it down. Mike, it hasn't been busted yet. Good job. <laughs> what you got there, Mikey? You
1: just opened something I up. Got a bright tangerine sparkling Don't ale. not spill it oh, on the God it.
0: <laughs> Every time you drink, you spill something on the table.
1: <laughs> We're doing a free plug for uh, Crafted to remove gluten. Huh. 4% alcohol. Wait, so calories. is it beer or is it like a. It's a sparkling ale. Did you so, you
0: want, huh. yes, it's a beer. Wait, so what's the difference uh, between a sparkling ale and a regular ale? Dude, Aren't all beers technically sparkling because there's carbonation? Hold on. Hold dude, on. you
2: want to know something weird? I was uh, I was watching some fo- uh, football bar uh, earlier today, and commercials are now like advertising all the seltzer beer and like uh, the Impossible Burgers for Burger King and well, shit okay, like that I, now, too. I can
0: understand promoting the Impossible Burgers and shit, but what the fuck is a seltzer beer? It's some. It's just
2: something that's been trendy for the last uh, few weeks or whatever. It's like a white claw was was already a thing, but it's not on the uh, uptick. Was never on the uptick like it is right now because everybody wants seltzer beers because. But I is know nothing.
0: Isn't white claw just like a fucking neutered
2: four loco? Pretty much. Okay. But so, it but I guess it has uh, health. Uh, Health benefits? benefits Don't yeah. do da- What? Duh, get the that's the fuck how out they, of That's here. how they sell it, though. That's literally how they sell it, though.
0: White Claw has health benefits. Or the
2: seltzer beers that they're pushing now. Like with Natty uh, Natural Light, they're pushing uh, Natty, uh, Natty Seltzer, and I think other brands are doing it, too. I only know just secondhand information on all this. But Mike, I see Mike it advertised can't. like crazy now when watching football, along with uh, vegan burgers and stuff like that. Because, like you know... I'm used to going to watching football games and there's like Bud Light ads and Burger King ads with all the fat fuck foods on it and shit (laughs) like that.
0: Well, no, I I can understand that. It's like, even though that's 100% not my lane in the slightest, I mean, one of the most bulk muscular fucks I know is vegan, Doyle. Doyle. So it's like, Doyle's vegan, so it's like... There's a lot more sports fans and active people that would maybe watch sports that are into veganism or vegetarianism. So. Have, you, have
2: you seen sports fans? Think of the super fans on uh, Saturday Night Live, the Chicago Bears fans.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I'm not saying that, you know, they're striking a large demographic. I was
2: going to say, it's interesting that
0: they're trying for it, though. I
1: thought it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to start popping some seltzer beers before your workout, start
0: recommending them to folks with all those health benefits?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll throw some creatine in here, some Uh caffeine. Right. Might as well just go ahead and use illegal anabolic steroids while we're at it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How do y'all feel about, like, uh, like the vegan burgers that uh, Burger King is pushing right now, if that's going to be, like, a fast food quality version of, like, a vegan uh, burger option? Uh... Well,
0: as the over as the overall, I f- frankly really couldn't give a shit if they're pushing or promoting that stuff, and, and I don't think it's really even gonna be a fad, um, because like, I mean, hell, we're talking about Burger King, they had a regular veggie burger for the longest time, and it always stayed on the menu. Oh, okay. So
1: Damn. vegans are just so full of shit, man. They don't know <laughs> what the hell they're talking about.
0: Well, hold on, let's just back up real quick. Talking about quality, though, that's an interesting point you raised, Fuck though. That well, it's an interesting point he raises though, because a lot of these places are promoting, say, like specifically, uh, Beyond Meat. That's a, that's a brand. It's called Beyond. Okay. And um, a lot of places are promoting that they have like the Beyond Burger, which means they would need to be getting that supply specifically from the company, which means there wouldn't be a discernible difference between ordering it at Burger King and making it at home. And that's where the interesting thing is going to lie because there's so many different ways you can prepare a regular burger and make it taste different. But with that Beyond Meat, you're dealing with plant-based products that really can't be modified or changed once they're already in this form. They're pre-seasoned to taste a certain way. You put it on, you, you warm it up, you get it colorized, and you put it on the bun. So that's that's going to be kind of interesting. How if there's going to be just more places creating these burger alternatives, or if one or two companies? Because there's more than one company, right? Or like if more than one company is going to kind of get a m- monopoly on it?
2: That's more than likely going to happen. If Burger King's on board, I'm sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> when McDonald's starts, does McDonald's have vegan options right now? I think they have vegetarian options. Okay. Because after that fucking Super Size Me documentary, they started trying to crack down on doing so much bullshit, and they've always had like salads, and they're trying to do like. I was going say. Hey, but- McDonald's is healthy. It's like no, you're not. McDonald's. Like, hey, how about the-
1: you make twenty piece four ninety nine again, and we'll start talking.
0: <laughs> All right, they could use the good press. Here, here's my thing. If, we, if we're gonna, if we're going down this route. I wish fast food places would be fucking junky fast food places. Like they used to be. Because guess what? As humans, we have the right to pick what the hell we put in our fucking mouths. If I want to go to McDonald's and get a greasy hamburger and clog up my arteries, that's my fucking right as a human being. If I want to go to Chopped and get a fucking really nice salad, that's also my right as a human being. Don't be trying to make my fast food healthy!
2: Burger King's trying to do it for you, man. Nobody wants fast, uh, fat fucks at the bars watching
0: football anymore. Well, I, I'm, not,
1: I'm, not, I'm not
0: including, like, you know, vegetarian burgers. That shit's fine. I'm talking about, like, low fat or, like, that's all white meat chicken nuggets because it's better for you. It's like, fuck you. I want whatever chicken's going to taste best in my chicken don't nugget. Pretend I don't care to if be it's
2: something you're not McDonald's. Yeah, I,
0: I don't care if it's all white meat or if your burger has 10% less sodium. Fuck you. I'm going to get a salt packet and open it up and put it on there. Sure. <laughs> it's like, don't do that shit.
2: Cause I'm going to kill myself. with. I'll find a way to kill myself with all this.
0: Well, we have to slowly kill people so we can get uh, more medication in people's hands. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Follow that money trail. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I brought it back to where Mikey wanted to go. Now let's talk about insurance companies. Yeah. <laughs> Something good for your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we hadn't gotten in a, uh, around the table for a minute. I was like, bullshit. I oh, know. it. I'm having fun. <laughs> Plus, besides, we started with uh, kind of going down and talking about the more recent stuff, which was Kelsey's record came, came out. And I actually want, I know I told you guys this, but it's like, I wanted to go to that show, but it's like, it came out, I was excited for it, and I listened to it at work. And I was done for the day. That was the wrong place to listen to that fucking record. Yeah. It's, so it's, uh, if
2: you haven't listened to it yet, it's, uh, pretty, uh, it's pretty raw. Yeah.
0: So I, it was one of those days, was like, by the time I got home, I was like, I don't know if I want to go through that trip again. <laughs> now I know these songs well enough to where I can fully oh, understand yeah. everything. We played the whole thing, too.
2: People were crying
0: because cause that's the thing, it's like, you know, I can always very clearly understand her, you know, when she's singing and everything, but it's like, it's still a live moment, it, it's very fleeting. Right. On a record, it's right into your ears, mixed and mastered, exactly the way it should be heard, and like layers, it's and Executed exact, The way it's supposed to be. Everything, yeah, it's exactly the way she wants it to be, and it's just like, uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I'm having so much fun. There, There's a only a cu- There's a handful of fun tracks on there, guys. It's not all sad.
0: Oh, absolutely not. We, we keep uh, throwing it back to, like, Handyman. That's always a fun one. L.A. is still my favorite. I just want to get people to listen to it
2: and not be so bummed out.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're giving it huge praise. That's I'm not, true. We're not saying it in a negative light. It's just it's a very emotional record. <laughs> I, I see that as it a was huge like positive.
2: pouring rain last week, too. Like, it flooded for a little bit.
0: Yeah, that was the other thing, too. Is that day... Like you say, it was raining bad. And when it rains, I get tired as a motherfucker. Like, before it even rains, I can tell it's gonna rain. Because I'm just like, ooh, I'm getting tired. I was like, yep. <laughs> it's crazy how, like,
2: just uh, country music just catches on so quickly here in Charlotte. Which, duh, and or hello now in hindsight. But <laughs> Did you just say der, heller? Der and or Hiller. But no, I mean, uh, it's... It's gotten a lot of praise. It's got a good response so far. So thank you to everybody that's uh, downloaded it and listened to it and everything too. It's gonna say, it. "Hell,
0: you're, you've been getting on fucking radio spots, getting Mike Wasalski'd." <laughs> yeah, really. Oh
2: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I didn't know where. Nobody said where the cameras were, so I couldn't make my spot.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs>
2: Y'all heard me though.
0: <laughs> so he cap comes in one night. He goes, "Yeah, man, I got I got to get up early next day, and Tamari, Kelsey, and I were doing like this radio thing." I was like, "All right, cool, man, congratulations." a few hours later, uh, throughout the day, I noticed the video pops up. I was like, oh, shit, it's already up. And it's like a live stream from, like, what, what was the country station? Uh,
2: 92.9 WAME in Statesville. Ooh.
0: And so they had, like, a little live video thing that came out. And there was a clip that was, okay, so think about, like, the uh, Jackson's Place in Atlanta. Think about that really big room, there's a camera say where Jackson would be, like kind of behind him, and then there would be one kind of like facing him, kind of behind us, okay, but just in a really big room so (laughs) Kelsey's got a real nice frame Like almost everyone is in frame, Kelsey's right there front and center, hell you can even fucking see DJ back there and the entire time I'm going is this the one that Cap went to? Mm -hmm. I, I don't see him anywhere, and I'm listening to the song and then I hear soloing, and I'm like there That's him. There wasn't
2: much room for me in there after with uh, DJ's kit and everything too. It looked like a big room, but it really wasn't. In well, person, is bigger than stuff. the example
0: I was at least giving right. him though. Yeah, but but I'm just sitting here going, I'm like, well, there. I hear him playing. I was a ghost guitar player. And then they would go to like commercial break, and then I saw you like on your phone. I was like, "Oh my god, there he is!" <laughs> so like he shared it, and I just posted the photo of like the in Monster Inc., that magazine. Yeah. Where Mike Wazowski had the barcode Aww. over his eye, and he's like, "I'm on the cover on of
1: the, the magazine. magazine."
0: Nobody can't believe it.
2: <laughs> nobody needs to see my guitar faces anyway. <laughs>
0: but but knowing you is like you, you got all actually i did see the photo after you got all dressed up and everything oh, that for was the it. show i was
2: wearing a t-shirt at the radio station deal yeah but still <laughs> i wanted to look super cute for the release show
0: so how long till uh you and kelsey run off and become big old famous country stars and leave the two of us back here to take over <laughs> for the something good for you podcast yeah. oh
2: shit Ah, uh, she just wanted to do some shows with us regionally right now. She's uh, that's the
0: way it happens, though, man. You never got the ones that go into it going, oh, I'm just gonna do a few shows here and there. It really doesn't matter. Those are ones in like a year, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm playing Carnegie Hall.
2: <laughs> I mean, she's tenacious enough with her hustle. I'm just kind of long for the ride, really, at this
0: point. I I'm not saying that's a negative. I'm just sitting here going. It's like the the, the right people here, it, it's gonna catch on. Dude, he's gonna be our Chris Daughtry. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Chris and that's Dauntry, actually funny because now we be, from gonna,
0: here, isn't he? Well do you do you remember that season? Of what? American Idol. With who? Chris Daughtry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, <not> like, <laughs> it's like why
1: are we talking about American Idol? <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. 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 Because that was like one of the last seasons I wound up watching. Because yeah. after that, I was just like, "All right, fuck if this If he show. can't
1: make it, no one can. And he make was a runner-up.
0: Well, I wasn't even going for Daughtry. I was no, more. Uh, I was more interested in Constantine.
1: Oh
2: God, I forgot about him. He he
0: had a little bit more true rock to him. Uh, Daughtry had a bit more uh, Nickelback. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alex has got Constantine and uh, Daughtry CDs in his iPod. No, not at all. <laughs> fuck that.
0: Hey man, but seriously, when you live in Gaffney, South Carolina, and you see something like that on TV, you're just like, "Oh wow, that's close." It's you close know? enough. <laughs> yeah, you go, "Wow, that's closer than everything else I've ever seen on TV." So yeah, that left a little bit of an impression. We but- talked
2: about this on the way up. We had VH1 Classic, and with like OD on the, the Metal Media show they had.
0: Oh my god! Yes. Did you? Have, did you? What did you have? Direct Directv. Uh,
1: yeah. Did y'all end up getting VH1 Classic? Yeah. We VH1. And MTV. What about Classic? Pretty sure we did. Classic um, was the one that just, just, play, just played like, videos and all shit, day long, yeah. basically. And yeah. it had that
0: metal show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I had that. Man, we, yeah, we were talking about that on the way because We'll delve into what we were doing yeah. in a minute. But uh, yeah, we were on our way driving somewhere, and we were just reminiscing on the old. Uh, uh, PH1 Classic Days and it's like talking about the old bumpers where it's like it would have all these weird mixed mashes of ones and it's like I va- I clearly remember at the tail end of one of them it was a clip from the Rock and Roll High School music video where Johnny Ramone is up on the school desk and he's like doing a hair flip but the background is like the reflex from Duran Duran and it's like a strobe video for each time they say flex so it's like flex 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 while Johnny Ramone is like on a fucking school table I just remember going that's an odd Combination eighties new wave with the Ramones.
2: Too. I just remember being so hyped up for Metal Mania too. It was like oh man, two hours of like just Shreddy guitars and all the metal videos from the eighties, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> (laughs) about an hour into it it's like just the worst hair metal just cliche Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) talking about just not having like latest technology uh we, we were actually late to the game getting even a computer and we never had a dvr but we had a videotape recorder and we would always have like blank tapes sitting around just to record tv shows or movies that were on tv or whatever and i remember vh1 Classic had the same thing that radio did where if you watched it for a while the same shit that came on like around noon would also come on again around 8. Yep. You know they had like a good 8 hours worth of material and it would yep. eventually cycle back. And I and I remember she would go we would watch the shows and we would remember okay the, before you know, the Kiss video was the Poison video, so when the Poison video comes back on, let's make sure and have our tape ready to record the Kiss video and shit like that. Like, and, but and then, then she's like,
2: oh, they're about to play a Testament, uh, so they're playing a Testament song, I metallic
0: Metallica's coming on next, yep, Exactly. or Judas Priest is coming on next. And, and then she would be like, well, and make sure and record this one. I was like, ah, because we were poor, we couldn't afford a lot of tapes anyway, so she would go, well, we're going to record this, this, and this. I'm like, ah. But I don't like those. I remember very clearly, she goes, You might not be able to see these again. This is the (laughs) only way we're going to be able to make sure and have these videos again. They're playing rare videos. Fast forward five years later, welcome to YouTube. They definitely (laughs) won't be in your pocket 15 years from (laughs) now. Right? (laughs) We got to make sure and keep them on these videotapes to make sure that we can watch them anytime we want. Does she still have the videotapes at home? I think within like the last couple years, uh, we've got a uh, like ho- uh, taping TV show video cassettes have kind of been purged. Gotcha. I know that we. Keep, I, I've still actually right there in that closet. I've still got a bunch of like my official VH, uh, VHS releases of like you know old cartoons. And that's or, like,
2: becoming a thing now. People are buying VCRs and uh, getting uh, VSR packages and shit like that. I've,
0: I've, I've been half tempted to get a VHS player for. Upstairs because I've got that old analog TV. I still have that little tiny little uh, v- uh, VHS player that has like the
2: little screen. You oh screen yeah, yeah, the tape yeah. Right below it, I have one of those back home, and I had a friend of mine that had like the. Uh, I was over at her house. We were watching Wayne's World. <laughs> and it still had that, like, you know, like the, the VHS quality that's like completely different. Yes. With the DVD release. I was oh, yeah, because like, it's, it's. And all those a...
0: dumb previews
2: that VHS tapes would have,
0: too. Coming soon to
1: own on VHS. VHS.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, my God. Did
1: you guys ever get the. Uh, you ever go to like a flea market or something and get a movie? And then what you got is not what you thought you got.
0: (laughs) I think I downloaded the wrong movie. (laughs) No, uh, I actually did one time. Went to the flea market, bought a movie, but it was a bootleg. It was like a fucking cam. And it was a movie that had already been out. it wasn't even like a fucking movie that was still in theaters it was one that had been out for a few years and it was in the five dollar bin I was like fuck yeah and like the casing looked like a fucking regular release popped it in some fucking shaky ass fucking <laughs> blurry cam just like the fuck is this I it was like Iron Man
1: <laughs> one time uh, Cody Ward from Braun Heist uh-huh. got me that's uh, at least like six or seven Dragon Ball Z movies on VHS. So this is was, this was a while, while back, right? And I got super stoked about it, but they were all back, in Spanish. two weeks ago <laughs> Yeah, two weeks ago. No, this was a long time ago. But when I popped them in, every single movie was in Spanish, and there were no <gasps> subtitles. Oh,
2: <laughs> and it was it was kind of fun just to uh, read the subtitles and that? And uh, there were no subtitles.
0: Oh, there were no subtitles. No, it was just in Spanish. <laughs> How long, did, how long did it take you to realize it was in Spanish and just not think it was Japanese? It was definitely Spanish. I wasn't okay. that young. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Like if you are just walking around saying all these fucking Spanish phrases. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <they're just> like, <laughs> There's a lot of like, R-rolls going on. <laughs> like, 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 you walk up all, to all the weebs and you're just like, hola! they are like, what? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like... I like watching like YouTube docs that have like a that have um, <laughs> Spanish subtitles. Then you hear them talk, and it's like, and if you know like basic Spanish or basic French and stuff like that, with the way they do like American slang, it doesn't match up with the subtitles uh-huh. at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, what like-
1: I have here is seven original Dragon Ball Z movies in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, really?
1: Got <laughs> whatever fucking um, pawn shop. It's like we'll just see about that. Pops them in. All right, this kid's clearly retarded.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Son, don't you know this is in Spanish?
1: (laughs) Remember there's like a
2: Metallica doc that's on YouTube or whatever, and it had Spanish subtitles, and uh, the subtitle says, Impossible, but then in real life they're saying, No fucking way!
1: Uh How does 500,000 Zenny sound? (laughs) Wow! It's like three bucks. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, so Cap's been running off do, playing uh, country music star.
2: Oh, yeah. No, we, I've been doing uh, a lot of that, and I uh, was hanging out with uh, Barry Hannibal and John Bowman and uh, Steve Wenzel and all them uh, oh, yeah, you were doing that the past few weeks. Just I have uh, just got started this weekend. and oh, you uh, did the,
0: something last week, too. What did I do last week? Or was that just yesterday? That was just yesterday. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, damn. <laughs>
2: We're busy, though.
0: <laughs> How much can you talk about that? Because I know, I think what you did today, you can't talk about at all, right?
2: Uh, I mean, nobody's really said. Any, nobody's really said anything. Let's but, just not uh,
0: talk about the second thing.
2: Yeah, first thing was just uh, tank, a tankified project. Ooh. Yeah, they wanted me to come in and play bass on a, a release they're going to do uh, on vinyl.
0: Oh, so they're doing vinyl. Yep. Oh, wow, that's going to be cool.
2: Hell yeah, man. Barry Hannibal, Steve Wenzel, John Bowman, myself, doing a couple of uh, cheap trick covers just for funsies.
0: Nice. No, that's going to be badass, be man.
2: And it was cool, though. They had, like, those little, like, um, for both uh, all, both projects involved this weekend, they all had mobile rigs. Really? But, like, different ones, too. Like, mm-hmm. Bowman had his, and Barry had his. Oh, so that so... was kind of fun to play with. I had to play, like, assistant engineer for, like, uh, whenever Barry would play drums, like, mm-hmm. today. And. I forget, and no click and tracks at, or and anything like that. look at like you, that. all that
0: training you've done. and you I were just press the button to <laughs> you,
2: record.
0: <laughs> you, you knew where you were going with it, and you did a good job, Cap. Look at you. It was set
2: up like, you know how you would record a cassette tape? Yeah, a yeah. cassette. Oh, it's, it's just a, a little bit set up of. like
0: that. Got it, yeah. Of course, I wasn't setting up all the preamps or anything like that. Yeah, but still, you, you, you weren't looking at it going, Yeah. <laughs> as you know a lot of people would still just take a look at that even something so simple as just a simple record button. They would right. still look at that and go, uh don't know what which variables. button do I press. Oh I thought record. I pressed it. I didn't press it. There are so many buttons though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're putting a bunch of music down. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, and uh so are the rest of us. Then uh well then after that, after um the uh Kelsey release, you wanna go and see Hank von Hell.
2: Yeah, I went to Hank Von Hill in uh, Greenville. It was the last night of his American tour, and he crushed it. His band his, his band, crushed it, and the opener they had Overdose out of New York was really killer, too. Mm-hmm. But Greenville was just a weird territory because it's South Carolina and you know, hard rock in South Carolina. And
0: <laughs> it is, it is <laughs> what it is, man. <laughs> it is. I, I fully agree. I wasn't disagreeing with you at all. <laughs> the turnout
2: wasn't all that great, and uh, it was the last night of the tour, and you could tell that Hank Von Hill was just done mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I love his Instagram help shit help! fuck? he was doing
2: that on stage too no and he made me part of the show too where uh, <laughs> we're talk- he was talking about you want the symbol for uh, rock and roll and I kind of did like kind of like devil uh, horns the devil horns, did little- devil horns is kind of like a little lazily and he points at me he's like yes no fuck that <laughs> <laughs> he says this is the symbol of rock and roll and throws his middle finger up and became part of the show
0: <laughs> I love most people are like, I became part of the show. They pulled me up on stage and they did set in the other. Cap's like, they made me part of the show. They made fun of me. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Tuck from Biter did that to me, too, like making fun of my trucker hat that I was wearing after one of his shows. He's like, turn that hat around, frat boy. I'm like, what the fuck, dude?
0: It's my whiskey dip trucker hat. <laughs> turn that hat around, frat boy. <laughs> uh-huh. Now you're saying like Hank was just done and just like not like before the show was just like no. Some
2: dude came up to him and was like, Hey man, I'm a big fan. I will talk to you after the show. (laughs) He's been, yeah, he did this whole US tour for like six weeks and Greenville was just, you know, poor market. It was the last night of the tour and they were just going to Atlanta flying out the next day anyway. how many people did you say? Maybe 40. Yeah, for Thursday night, that's what you say, Thursday, right? In that kind of market, I mean, the few people I met that were wearing like the Turbo Eugen colors came Mm. down from Asheville. Yeah, that tells you anything.
0: Well, I mean, hell, you came from
2: Charlotte, so I
0: mean, but I mean, like, I wasn't wearing the
2: colors and anything, but
0: right. But what I'm saying is, like, it's it's apparently not, you know, abnormal that you know people kind of came from from around.
2: That's what uh, Devin from the Cheats was saying too. That people would just come around whenever they did the dates with the Cheats over um, in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and everything. Yeah, I was gonna say they did
0: like what two, three dates with them.
2: Yeah, and they still had people that had to like make uh, destination uh, trips out of it.
0: Yeah. And then speaking of destination trip, shortly after that, uh, we boogied our asses on up to uh, Pittsburgh, yep. we, and we called uh, Super Suckers, Cheats, and Hangmen. Dude. And uh, I, right. I, I, I would say that was a fantastic show. And of course, shout out to the Smiths for coming and enjoying it with us. We How had the up?
2: room crew with us. Yes, the, it's my first
0: time seeing the Cheats play live, and it was killer. Yeah, our was second like time for seeing Cheats. <laughs> I remember uh, that night both Todd and – actually, no, both uh, Brad and Devin went, I don't think you've seen the Chiefs play yet, have you? I was like, yeah, I have. I think it may have opened for you guys too. And it was funny because. Devin wasn't in
2: the band at that time,
0: was he? He wasn't in the band, but that was the night I played drums with Dirtbag Love Affair. Right. We opened for the cheats. <laughs> so it's like Devin was there that night, the night I opened for them. Yeah. <laughs> and Brad was there watching the show. <laughs> that, De- was the, that was the first night I met Brad.
2: Devin's just kind of bounced around from band to band in every city he's lived in, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, basically. But I mean, this this is what, Essentially you do. what I'm doing too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is what happens. But no, so seeing I'd not seen Devon with the cheats yet. I had not seen that lineup yet. And that was really cool. I I thoroughly enjoyed that show. I, I liked them better that night than when I did uh, the night we opened for them.
2: Yeah, they got they, some, they had
0: a different vibe to them, and I, mean, I like the vibe tonight. I played a night. lot
2: of new songs for them too, and. Devin's had a heavy hand in writing the new material.
0: And I think that's what it is because, you know, I, I've always enjoyed uh, Devin's songwriting. And Devin and our songwriting is kind of similar too because we, we've jammed together and, you know, we we immediately were bouncing stuff off each other like when we kind of lived in... It's so when I roommated with Tony. Uh, he and Davey roommated together and they were kind of like across the hall a few doors down. It's
2: about like Davey and Tony and uh, Devin. They're terrific arrangers and
0: songwriters. Absolutely. And... Uh, and, and that would be the fun thing is the three of us would just be in Davy's living room, just kind of jamming different stuff, and it was everything always gelled real quick. I mean, I can't take full credit on it, but uh, I mean, part of that was "Bye Baby Girl" from uh, their last one, of their like the last full length. Bye they bye did... little
2: little girl. Yeah, bye yeah. Bye, bye, bye,
0: little I, I remember riffing that song with uh, Davy and Scotty at the practice space. You know, since so like, and it of course changed a little bit between you know when we were riffing it. You know, from there, but it's like the main structure of it was you know Davey and I and with Scotty kind of you know bouncing that. That kind of riffage off I and mean, it was really fun so it's like
2: scotty stories and davy details
0: <laughs> so i've always enjoyed devin's songwriting we've always clicked on that so having that element in the cheats now i personally feel is a positive and i thoroughly enjoyed And they seem
2: fired up about it and it showed
0: oh yeah absolutely and they've been
2: getting some killer shows i know they kind of crushed it up there in the midwest they have their look they have the lane as far as uh anybody from From Scandinavia is coming to play. They're going to play with uh, the cheats. If there's like a big national in that circuit, like Super Suckers, I guess Todd's got his connects in that little circuit. And
0: Mm -hmm. and hell, he he even throws out bones to little old bands like us. We'll be doing some shows with them here soon.
2: And Hangman were on the bill too. And if you ask me, they stole this entire
0: bill. I know. I I've been kind of reflecting on that. It's like I still hadn't. And it sounds way better than a lot of their studio stuff. Well, see, that was my thing. When I felt when I fell into the Supersuckers rabbit hole, they've never been shy about talking about their friendship with the Hangmen. Um, they've done <laughs> split EPs with them. They've done a bunch of stuff. So they've I've kinda, always <coughs> they, they kind of came up together, didn't they? Exactly. So that that name has kind of always been within the lexicon, you know, of the Supersuckers. So I've always been aware of them, and I remember checking them out, but not like latching on to it. There was there was something about it that it just wasn't really grabbing me, but after that show, I love that band. I was that became a fan and try to and trying to latch onto the studio work. I I still hadn't dive back in only because I don't want to make it feel like ruined yet. Because, I know, right? Because I remember the studio stuff not being like it was live, but how it was live was just so good.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite bands that I saw growing up was uh, Lucero and their live their uh, records did not do their material doesn't do them any justice when you hear it live it's like that's where the energy is and there's no energy in the studio recordings and Mm -hmm. not and uh that's kind of how i felt about
0: the hangman going into it yeah would you say there's a band that have you ever ran across a band like that mikey where it's like listening to their cds wasn't as enjoyable as like dude live fucking puts the cd to shame oh um let's see
1: what's that one band from Atlanta, I like, what's the name, Wildlife.
2: Yeah, you brought that up before. Yeah, Talked yeah. about that before.
0: They're uh, not
1: They're not Atlanta, though. Where are they?
2: Uh, they're based out uh, of
1: New York. Yeah, New Jersey,
2: York. Something All right. like that.
1: Those guys. They didn't yeah. like the recordings, but they're good live. I think, uh, no, it's a different vibe, for sure. I think in, because uh, I listened to more metal, and it was always the opposite. You'd hear something really good on CD, and then you go see it live, <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit, no, they, I know they can't pull this off.
2: There's a lot of like uh, backing tracks
1: and stuff. So like They got in like the that. studio and it was fucking perfect. Well, that's because they warmed up for hours and they had their guitar like, they're looking at the fretboard, they got it up to their face. <laughs> straps all the way up. Just
0: optimal playing position. George Harrison's <laughs> up there just shredding. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, side note, just to trail off from that just a minute. <laughs> Metallica did that to themselves recently. I don't know if I can pull it up after the episode if we actually remember. But uh, so on that last record, "Spit Out the Bone," probably one of the best Metallica songs they've written since probably the first like three or four records. You know, absolute thrasher of a song. I forgot about the video though. I forget what happens in it. Uh, that, that that the. Okay, so with uh, Hardwired, that was a really cool concept of them releasing a music video for every single song. But that was one of the more uh, disappointing videos. They could have done a okay. little more with it. That was the one that was kind of like live action with like kind of comic book style with like kung fu fighting yeah, and like the big eye looking around. Right. And it's like, it was cool, but it could have been better. That kind of thing. But with the... What were you getting at? Uh, that song is fantastic. But you can... If you know Lars or the band at all, you can clearly tell that the he's not playing those drums straight through the entire time, and there's definitely some help. He's that since the Black album, though. Oh, absolutely, but it's so exactly, but that's my point. You know? Yeah,
2: he would like point it out too. And if you watch uh, the Black album documentary, he goes like, "Look at this fucking short, dude. It's gonna be like." Fucking Beethoven of drums, the way this fucking
0: charts out. Yep. It's like you fucking douchebag. Oh yeah. So so exact same thing happened with this, and and, and again, not hiding it. I mean, and being in video, I've noted. I noticed this in the making of video that's on their YouTube for that song. There's certain parts where you see drum, Lars playing drums. The video is sped up a touch. So he played the drums at a certain tempo, and they sped it up in post. So not only did that happen, but was there's that, like was
2: some, that part of the an effect for the video, or was it like meant to be like a legit live performance shot?
0: It syncs up with the music you hear in the background, interesting. ok. Yeah. because it's, like I said, it's a video of the making of. Gotcha, so you gotcha. hear like the raw track in the background of him playing. And the video is sped up a little quicker than you hear the audio. Okay. <laughs> it's it's, I'm not or, watch or it's that. the video is sped because you know frame rates. You can see like no, when something is slowed you. down or sped up, the audio is playing at the correct speed and the drums are hitting in time, but you can see that the video itself is sped up. You don't
2: want to work that hard.
0: Yeah. Well, they release the song. All of a sudden everyone goes, Oh my god, this is the greatest song ever. They start touring the record, and they're not playing it. Everyone keeps going. When are you guys going to play Spit Out the Bone? When are you going to play Spit Out the Bone? you are just like, fuck. Basically, because before every show, I don't know what... I guess Lars really is this bad. I don't know. They play the entire set almost every night before they go out on stage, like in the backstage area. They play almost like they run through like a good portion of the set. They don't put them to a click or anything, do they? Well, that's what I'm leading into. Oh, okay. Uh, the whole uh, every band plays to a click, right? Now. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, special. No, every band plays to a click now. Uh, any band that plays uh, in a big arena with lights with the <laughs> shows. yeah, and they do. They've got everything's choreographed. They play to a click. Uh, they kept going, when are you going to play it, when are you going to play it, you'd watch these backstage videos, they would try playing it, Lars would lose it, halfway through the set, fucking it up. If you watch live video now, they start with audio intro, they start with the album music, you can hear the cut. Of the album intro to when they start playing, because the part Lars can't do is that drum roll. That I I can understand that
2: for like when they do battery and they just do the intro live and that's mm pre-recorded before the main riff kicks in. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that, but that's a big part of that fucking
0: song too. Yeah, they'll they'll go all the way to that part. Even the dun 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 dun. Then the live drums kick in. Then they play the song. But the whole intro bit with the drum roll intro is the album being pumped through the stereo. It's
2: like to be to be fair, we've done that with Superjet, with Stand Up for Rock and Roll, but that's a huge part of that Metallica song.
0: Yeah, and we also didn't write the song. And that was also part of an intro. This is in the middle of the set. Yeah, it's pretty bad. They cut the lights and they do, like, you know, big strobey white light, you know, kind of things with the video screens, like, you know, E, T, spelling out Metallica on the screens, you know, with that. So they make it an event. It's not in the middle of the set. You do that at the beginning of the set. Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so i know judas priest does that with the helium before they do electric eye at the beginning of, of uh every set it's a short intro that means nothing but it gets everybody fired up yeah
1: why can't he just learn his fucking part i guess <sighs> he's a shit drummer
0: he's also like 60 and has to play all that shit too yeah i don't know why we got oh yeah uh talking about bands that just blew us away live hangman we're great live <laughs> and um better German than Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yes. And uh, and of course Super Suckers. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dude that was the tightest they've been as a three piece. It has been. And but the thing I would say overall that just kind of put a damper on the show was the venue sucked.
2: It was a hard ass. rock cafe in Pittsburgh. Oh, so. oh my God. Oh it was God. at a hard rock cafe. Yeah.
0: Damn. Oh my God did the sound suck. And
2: Devin like immediately said by the way this venue's gonna suck so don't expect anything cool. I'm like what' well, coming up to see it man but then we get get there and everybody's coming up all right we apologize in advance for what the pa is gonna sound like
0: oh that's <laughs> like like dead serious Devin and multiple people on multiple occasions would walk up to brad and go you've got better sound here than the hard rock does Is <laughs> it just because like uh, the hard rock
2: or just the chain just doesn't really hold uh bands that are at that kind of volume capacity of a super sucker, is there any hard rock band like that? I get
0: Which is dumb. Yeah. What's the name of the place? Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> so, but the thing was, it's like I couldn't, I, I didn't pay that close attention. It seemed like the only thing going through the speakers were the vocals. It seemed like everything else was live amp from the stage. Live amp from the stage. And even like the. Then why couldn't we get the vocals loud enough through those speakers if that's the only thing going through it? And like I was saying, I think,
2: I guess their, uh, normal, uh, uh, talent that comes through is just like show
0: college rock bands and shit like that. I mean, regardless of the kind of talent that comes through, those were big speakers. And if nothing else is going through the speakers, why, that was the main issue, is you couldn't hear vocals at all. Like, it was muffles,
1: like, <laughs> yeah.
0: like just talking. And that's what it sounded and like. And Eddie Spaghetti was just like talking shit, and she was like, oh, nobody's gonna hear me anyway. Oh, well, that was it. I don't this is all i don't hold me to this this is just what it sounded like he was saying when they got up he of course said the all right we're the super suckers i could clearly hear that because you know what to listen for for that and then it was muffled for a little bit i couldn't fully catch what he was saying but then i swear he started saying something along the lines of and i don't think any of you guys can hear me so i just say whatever the hell i want to up here and you guys are just going to keep staring at me aren't you all right, yeah, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of like doing that
2: sort of thing. But Folks were like, you're going to come up front with us? It was like, no, nah, man, I want to be able to hear the fucking singer.
0: Yeah, that was the thing. Is we like, It was an okay crowd, not a lot of people, but okay enough. You could have easily gotten to the front if you wanted to, but stay far enough back and still see and be comfortable and not be like, Pretty you know, shoulder to shoulder. for a hard rock cafe show at playing hard rock music. Absolutely. And, uh especially for those bands. And uh, yeah, it's like we definitely we didn't even want to get up close and really like take in the music because if you walked any closer you would have not heard a damn thing from vocals. Mm.
2: They had enough people up front raising hell though, like those three uh, crust punks up front were oh just raising
0: God. all kinds of hell in front of them. All right. So we So yeah, what's
1: Pittsburgh even like? Was... We were like in and out. What was the crowd like?
0: The crowd itself was very <laughs> I would say normal. It was just a hard rock cafe. Basic kind know, of dining crowd. Yeah, a dining crowd almost. You you could tell who were Cheats fans. Right. You could tell who were legit super suckers fans. The cheats brought their people out though. Oh absolutely. And uh it's, so it's like you could tell the difference between like people like me, Cap, Brad, Amy, you know, Raina, people like that. Right. And then the normal diners. But then <laughs> in the middle of the fucking hangman set Eddie gets up there to sing a song. Out of nowhere, these fucking Charlotte fucking Plaza Midwood type crust punks come barreling through the fucking crowd. You could smell them coming before they even got there. <laughs> no joke. I mean, they were bad. Like, like, you Brad. Smell, and, you can legit smell them. Yeah. Brad and I were like a couple people away and we were just like locking eyes, like, oh my God. And. <laughs> They get up there and they're just losing their minds over a song that, like, wasn't that hype? <laughs> I don't know. Metal Marty was eating it up too. It's like I got my, like, I got my fucking freaks in front of me to rip this fucking solo. <laughs> oh yeah, and Metal Marty would get up there uh, during the Hangman set. There was like this tiny little tambourine he was lead tambourine player. <laughs> he would get up there like randomly throughout the Hangman set, just grab a tambourine, just like. <laughs> he
2: Dude, he came up to us like after the show, like uh, be- being real excited about new shit that's in the works.
0: Because I would like to think in the back of my head he might remember us, but I know he doesn't. But I'd like to at least tell myself he does, because he because he did walk up to us very pointedly. Who's this? The uh, guitarist. guitarist. Player. Oh, yeah, okay. He gave me a handshake hug. Yeah, it's like, he, he walked Whoa. up to me. <laughs> <laughs> We're best friends <laughs> now. <laughs> Damn, dude. Sounds like a quality bro. <laughs> it, it was, well, like I we've said- all been drinking
2: a little bit, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: And like I said, I guarantee you he doesn't remember us, but I would like to think he does, because, again, walked up to a very pointedly and was like, hey, guys. You know, so... Maybe. I don't know. He saw us singing. The, he, yeah. he saw that we knew our shit. Yeah. And he was talking with us. He was like, What'd you think of the new songs? Because they played some new stuff. We're like, We fucking love it. And he's like, Oh, good, good. And we just kind of nerded out with him it for a bit.
1: Fucking sweet, dude. Do you want to bro hug me right now?
0: He <laughs> <It> did. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't showered since. But yeah, these three crossbones, they come running up, I'm freaking out over this song this night, even like that crazy. They were doing it because Eddie was up there. And then, as soon as Eddie leaves the stage, they come barreling back away again, and we're to say, like, okay, maybe they're done for the night. Well, about th- I would say three songs into the Super Sucker set, yeah. because what's the third song on Evil Powers?
2: <laughs> well, was it, was it Evil Powers? Cool Man, you fuck. Uh,
0: I, want t- <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I want the <laughs> As soon as that song started, those fucking crust puns come barreling back through. And I couldn't help but laugh my ass off. And I leaned over to the Smiths. I was like, and of course that's the song they come fucking running back up on is I Want the Drugs. And I thought I was being funny. And of course, Brad and Amy kind of like, ah, you know, they laugh about it. <laughs> the next morning, Amy and I are just kind of sitting in the kitchen. She goes... It didn't dawn on me until this morning that little joke you made. It's like, what? She goes, about the crust punks running up during I Want the Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I thought about that this morning. That's pretty funny. I was like, okay. I was doing one of my favorite songs on that record still. And we were all generalized discussing. And she goes, I don't even think she brought up. I forget who said it. Someone was like, if you can afford to get into the hard rock to pay for a show, can you at least not afford deodorant? Which then it made me think about the fact that we got there a little early and we ate. Which, by the way, second off, don't eat <laughs> at the fucking Hard Rock Cafe either. In, Pitt, in the Pittsburgh. In location. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Took forever to get there. F- food was mediocre and they forgot an appetizer. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's, I mean, that's just like typical chain restaurant problems. Hey, it, like this was,
0: bad. It was bad. This though. was worse than typical chain restaurant problems. Well, we get in there, we eat. And then after we eat, we step out the side door, and we're just kind of standing out there chilling. There was a pretty little water fountain, nice, pretty scenery of the city, and we're out there chatting with Devin. And we decide to skip the opening band, and we we walk in right before the cheats play, and we're just kind of hanging out, and slowly it starts to dawn on me that no one ever asked us for a ticket. Yeah, no joke. We made it the entire show and never handed over our tickets or got wristbands. I
2: still got it in my wallet. And,
0: and I'm sitting here going, fuck, we could have went to that show for free. And then that's when I also started sitting here going. I started thinking back on the night, those little crust pucks didn't have wristbands on either. So, apparently, you can just go to a fucking free show at the Hard Rock Cafe. That's why I was so packed. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll say that to the listeners, listeners, if you want a fucking shitty show, a shitty a sounding show for free, you can sneak in the hard rock in Pittsburgh apparently.
2: I'm curious <laughs> to see what their schedule looks like going forward.
0: <laughs> Shitty shows are alright if they're free.
2: <laughs> like, see if there's anybody that's, like, as national as Super
1: Suckers for that uh, Hard right. location. And like <laughs> I said. Why can't you guys get the PA fixed? Uh, we just ain't got the
0: income. <laughs> and see, and that's what just sucks, though, because the show itself was great. Cheats were awesome. Hangmen were great. Super Suckers were fantastic. But it's like the show itself just felt a little hindered by just such shitty sound quality. And it's just crappy how that'll just kill a... An experience for you now too. Exactly, and it's like, and I still had a fantastic time. I had a great time because I can, of course, hear through that. And then you just leave the show going like, oh, they could have done
2: this, or oh, they could have done this. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm I'm that asshole at concerts now. Even if it's somebody like Iron Maiden. Like last time I saw him uh, outdoors, I was like, oh man, the bass is not. There's no low end on it. What the (laughs) fuck's wrong with it? I'm that guy now. God. What's up with that guitar player doing the splits and the flips and spinning the guitar around? I don't think he's actually playing it. It's in tune. (laughs) He hadn't hit a bad note yet. Yeah, exactly. just cutting (laughs) on for the
0: solos. (laughs) Speaking of solos, you've actually been starting to write a little bit more, haven't you, Mikey? I
1: wouldn't call it writing. I'd call it noodling. Noodling. And then capturing what sounds good. (laughs) Your your elbow is so close to that beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you keep doing this. scratching your fucking Squash. neck no because it just feels like like cap and i've just been running around networking doing different stuff like that talking with people and then we turn back to you like what you been doing mikey and you're like oh just living <laughs> must be nice It's pretty nice <laughs> i've
1: got a few riffs i sent them to you guys i know that's why i brought it up so yeah i already
0: got some new shit after we're about to put up some uh New shit we wrote a while back. That's right. That's right. Because, actually, let's let's take a look here. Because we, as mentioned on my Facebook a little while ago, we're getting a little bit closer to getting ready to talk about stuff. All right. Well tell you what so we'll go ahead and say this because by the time this episode comes out this will be for the people that are actually interested in us (laughs) not the general public that doesn't listen to the show Fair uh but yeah in a few days uh we'll be making a post on our facebook with official full announcement but uh we're going to be getting a new record out here soon not going to tell you the title yet but we have signed to hobo wolfman records
2: yes indeed
0: and that's going to be really fun especially because they're coming out with a compilation record here soon and i didn't realize how many fucking cool bands were going to be on the damn compilation until after the fact how many people i knew personally and everything too i know right and and that was the thing that really kind of uh surprised me i wouldn't say like shocked me but it, it definitely was like a Oh wow! Look at that. No, we've got like the Jasons, Graveyard Boulevard, uh, Wimpy Rutherford um, from the Queers. Yes, um, War Boys. Hell, Home for the Day is going to be on it. Home for the Day, <laughs> and my and my favorite one, Randy Buttsex. <laughs> Randy Buttsex. Yes. Hell, <laughs> even Poison Boys are on this. Oh shit! That's yeah. right. So, Poison Boys are killer. Exactly. So it's like we're we're going to be among some great company on this record. <laughs> Poison and, Boys is a great name. I imagine some, some
1: Scooby Doo shit. They sound, uh, they kind of have <laughs> like. with the Poison Boys.
2: boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they kind of have like a
2: Stooges Raw Power sound to them. Check them out, y'all. Oh, yeah
0: and uh, I don't know if I said it or not but yeah even War, War Boys are going to be on because Warboys, uh, John Bowman uh, yep. he actually kind of directed previously
2: um, mentioned John Bowman um,
0: yes uh, he uh, referenced Danny from um, uh, Hobo Wolfman he actually sent him our way so thanks to John for sent- making this little connection for us and what do you know you got a guy interested enough to help us release an album yeah, good yeah, on you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now
1: next time I play D&D I'm going to play my campaign as a Hobo Wolfman because
0: sounds fucking awesome <laughs> It'd
2: be a great
1: movie isn't that
0: a great uh, record company name? Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Hobo Wolfman Records. <laughs> yeah, so bunch of really cool shit coming up and uh <laughs> I, I know that uh, we make mention of it in the uh, blog post that's going to be coming out, but we are I know if some people have uh, probably connected the dots on this cuz we've kind of loosely said it, but we've not we've yet to fully confirm it. Finally fully confirming it right now. We are pressing this shit to vinyl. Yes, our right. first full 12-inch vinyl release we already got the package together. And yes.
2: It's going to be, uh, I can't wait to share this with you all. It's going to be awesome. I'm stoked. stoked.
0: Yes, order's been submitted. Just got to pay for it, but the guys already talking with me are finishing up the details on all the fun stuff we're going to do with it because it's not going to be black vinyl. I'm not going to tell you what it is yet, but it's not going to be black. <laughs> so been chatting with the guy, making sure we can do what we want to do. Make sure we get your download cards in there, all that good stuff. Make sure this is all ready to go before we even announce anything because I hate being that guy that announces shit and mm-hmm. then is like, Oh, yeah, well, uh, huh, well we got to have a delay now. It's like, no, I want to make sure everything is set in stone, ready to go, and then we'll put it out there for pre-order. <laughs>
2: as, with,
0: uh, as with a lot of things. Oh, good God, yes. <laughs> Hell, actually, on that note, uh, if you're listening to this, <laughs> we've got a show at yep. Tommy's Pub tonight. <laughs> at the time
2: this episode drops. Come see us play at Tommy's Pub, y'all. It's a fill-in's day.
0: Yes. It's free. So we got uh, AMFMs and Billy Riot. Uh, I think doors are going to be like at 8 or so. Show's starting up at 9. Hopefully it won't make it too late of a show. Yes. <laughs> that ain't happening. It's and. a three-band bill. Yeah. <laughs> so come out. Have some fun with us. Like I said, it's going to be a free show. Yes, you get a mini little advertisement here. <laughs> Deal with it. Outlets for all of our shit, y'all. Gotta, gotta, we gotta do this shit. Besides, uh, with that out of the way, the following week uh, at Tommy's Pub once again. October 4th, we're going to be having to patch up the battleship show, uh, battleship show for Jonathan Hughes. Kelsey Ryan's going to be playing. Yep. Wilma's going to be playing, uh, which is uh, Matthew and Stephen from Super, uh, Super Jet. Uh, it's going to be their show. And DJ from Kelsey's band and our new record yep. also plays drums for that band. And from the Walburns. Yeah, and the Walburns, yes. And then we got Milkweed, which is Scotty Stories, Davey Details, <laughs> and Lacey Dirt. Uh, it's their little band, and that's going to be really fun. And then there's this little no-name band headlining called Super Jet.
2: That's right. We're going to give you all a little uh, teaser set.
0: Yes. Uh, it's not going to be a full thing. It's going to be just because there's a lot of bands going on that night. And we're we're going to close it out. We're going to give you a little ripper set. Um, but, hey, if... You did not get it out if you did not make it out to the West Virginia show, this is your chance to actually see Superjet, and it's for a good cause to help the family of Jonathan Hughes. So I really don't see a better reason for you to, you know, not miss this, so you better fucking make it out. And in addition to that, we've got October eleventh with Fast Eddie and Betrayed by the Bullet, they're doing an acoustic set. Yep. Uh, November 9th, we're playing with Queen City Rejects and the Van Huskins. Uh, hell, we've even got an October date in there confirmed with Silver Tongue Devils. I've actually got to get that date pulled up. Because <laughs> all, 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 well, all of the last minute things, October 19th, 19th. In, uh, oh. in Pendleton, South Carolina at Hogtails.
2: Man, I'm just not going to get a weekend off in October, November, am I? No, you're not.
0: Especially because there's one more show for Super Jet that's going to be happening in December. But I'm not going to say exactly what day it is yet. Because Because the man himself has not said that. But I just want to let people know that there will be one more chance to catch Superjet, the full set, in Charlotte in December.
2: And after we get through playing the uh, Superjet uh, teaser set at Tommy's Pub, I got a Kelsey Ryan set at Taubafest in Rock Hill, South Carolina, that following Saturday. Good God. (laughs) I know.
0: So, if you guys have been wondering, why we haven't been releasing new episodes, we just spent the last... Hour and 13 minutes telling you why. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Shit's been a little busy. (laughs) We got all kinds of cool shit in the works, so I'm pretty stoked. No, I am too, especially because a lot of this has been stuff that... From all aspects, whether it be the final record or, you know, the Kelsey Ryan stuff or anything, any of this. This has all just been such a long time coming thing that it's all finally starting to happen. And it's, hell, even Superjet. Tony and I talked about that shit well over a year ago. Has it
2: been a year ago now?
0: It was a long time ago.
2: Yeah, and I'm nine months into putting the country stuff together,
0: too. And it was well before the country stuff. I know that for a fact. So, it's, I, I'm willing to say it's at least been about a year since Tony initially had that conversation.
2: I hope you all come out and see it. I think, <laughs>
0: it's, I think it's killer. Actually, no. I know for a fact because we actually just passed our one-year anniversary two weeks ago. For something good for you.
2: That's right. We and do uh, this for a
0: year. Yeah, and Tony was an early uh, guest, and we were already teasing it then. And I remember. That's right. And I remember by the time we were teasing it then, it had already been part of the idea for a long time. Right. So just so much of this is just finally coming to a head, and it's it's a little freeing, but at the same time, it's like it's like oh shit, it's here. Now what? Yeah. What next? We've been dwelling on this for so long. Now we're just like, fuck. I mean... Who uh, farted?
2: Was that you, Mike? That was your chair. my oh. chair.
0: My chair farted. For a second, I was like, if that wasn't Mikey, that was the neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we got thin walls. <laughs> no joke. I live here Great now. Great episode, so- guys. <laughs> Y'all are crushing it. <laughs> Thanks,
1: dude. <laughs> It's even good without all the audio in it. I'll need need the intro music and stuff. It's fun. I'm glad you're enjoying it. You want to come by for some pizza? No. No, I just went vegan a couple weeks ago. (laughs) I got me an impossible burger from Burger King.
2: (laughs) my girlfriend's idea. She doesn't think I should be listening to this.
0: (laughs) But I can't help it. You're kind of like loud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But your real neighbors can hear us right now, and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with
0: those guys?
2: That's what I'm I'm doing here in my neighbors. What the fuck is wrong with
0: these guys? It's a Sunday night. Seriously, this dude has some anger issues. He is always yelling or throwing something. That's awesome.
1: My bedroom's... I got a neighbor that always yells at
2: her kids. I'm like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) My bedroom, uh, in my bedroom, I hear a dog a lot. Yeah, just... At uh, night. uh, Shut uh. up, you little... Rat. Alex, I see what you did with the room placement now.
0: Hey, I hear the same shit, man. I'm on the same wall, just on the That's opposite true. end of the apartment. I'll give you the small room. You go right ahead. I gave you the big room. I was trying to be nice. I'm just talking shit. I'll trade with you in a heartbeat. You take that air mattress. Oh,
1: see, I can only hear my neighbors from outside. Inside my apartment, dead silence. It's nice. You
0: got a nice ass apartment, though. Hey, I, I got lucky. <laughs> Right. Something like that. <laughs> well, like I said, it's, it's mainly just because where you are, I just have to be centralized for the bus. If I if oh, I didn't yeah. have to be centralized, I could get something that was nicer for cheaper.
2: Dude, this is nice, and I lived in... A I didn't mind where I lived uh, previously before getting over here, but it's like yeah. knee deep in the hood too. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not that much better. That that the first week you moved in, it was like, kah, kah,
2: kah, kah. Yeah. oh yeah, y'all couldn't hear it on one episode we did, but there was full on gunshots going on while we were recording. One oh yeah, episode. it was like oh,
1: gang yeah, shit. Uh huh. It's like, it's nuts. <laughs> Good times. Good times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and I'd say this has actually been a pretty fun weekend because we finally got. Uh, super jet practice which was why I felt comfortable enough posting the event page yep. <laughs> saying that we were going to do it we've been talking about doing that even for like a month you know, what, you know what's fun getting a band in a room <laughs> yeah that's a lot of fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with that so we finally got our practice space set up so we can start having fillings practice again and, and before we recorded here we had some enjoyable unwind time with the bros and we actually got some interesting yeah. pizza hut has these weird cheese? It what would you say? Almost like a calzone, but like a cheese? It oh, yeah. yeah, giant that, stuffed, stuffed cheese? Accurate. It yeah, it's it, it's it's like a calzone. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe yeah. it. Yeah, it tasted
2: like a cheese? It but it had like the calzone, you know, texture to it. Yeah, and it and was like it. filled
0: with either cheese and all pepperoni right. or just straight take, cheese. Take
1: the shape of a cheese? It maybe quadruple? No, maybe multiply that by eight. Yeah. Now replace the Cheez-It material with pizza dough and then fucking cover that bitch in Cheez-It dust Fucking cover so that it bitch. tastes like a Cheez-It. <laughs> and then stuff it with
0: a big old it mozzarella or, mozzarella or provolone it, or Some something. kind of cheese. Stuff it with that and then bake it. And boom. And, and you got some good shit. It's good. Because <laughs> I saw that. I saw a bunch of YouTubers like uh, like posting about it. It was all over Instagram. And I'm like... What's the fucking big deal it's like okay sure i was like it, this is one of those little gimmicky things where i'm just like i i, I got i have to fall in i have to try it and i it was have like, a facebook friend that when uh chick-fil-a did their mac and cheese
1: this she was all about she's like i'm gonna try this so i'm like it's gonna suck and then like an hour later she's like it sucks i am like, I told you it was gonna suck <laughs> i haven't had my
2: pimento cheese uh, biscuit from bojangles yet i know oh. i haven't
1: either i wasn't a fan
0: was it not good
1: It tasted good. My stomach didn't agree with it, though. Oh, really? That might just be the Bojangles thing, not so much the pimento cheese biscuit thing. about mm-hmm. like an
2: impossible burger from burger king <laughs>
0: <laughs> that has like in- that's messed him up i had a friend i had a co-worker
2: that like, called in like a no call no show because his excuse was i got food poisoning off an event off an impossible burger
1: that's what you get for going to burger king yeah, exactly. you dumbass. <laughs> it doesn't we're matter what earlier. you get at burger king you went to burger king you knew what you were getting yourself into <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, see, I never really have a problem with Burger King, because everyone always talked about, you know... It tears my stomach up. i choose it
1: over McDonald's if I'm going to get a sandwich. Yeah? Nuggets, I'm going to McDonald's. If I want a cheap, cheap burger, I'm going to Burger
0: King. Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> if I want a birdie burger. <laughs> tweet, tweet. So, no, so, I'd say this is just a fun weekend, kind of getting together and... Eat, eating those little cheese at pizza things and yeah, laughing and watching Bill Burr's new special. Oh,
1: shit. <laughs> His burger's so tender. Oh, that's because it's canary meat, my friend. A <laughs> couple of feathers left in there.
2: <laughs> like a Sylvester or Tweety
0: or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> beep, beep.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about?
1: Ew. Let's talk about the absolute failure that that Area 51 raid was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't kept up with hardly any of it. Well,
0: because nothing wound up happening. Nothing like I did, like I expected it would. A bunch of people showed up, and it turned into a damn fucking drum circle.
1: Yeah. Aww. Two people got arrested, and it wasn't even anything crazy. It was literally... they just trespassing they're like okay you've gone too
0: far <laughs> get out of here you see that line that everyone's standing right. behind you you stepped over that literal line you got to go to jail now
1: nah. <laughs> i read a few articles about it just to just because i was curious yeah and um one of the first people they arrested they sentenced them to like a year in county jail and some other shit and then the next day they changed it to just three days in jail and they had to pay a fine So I feel like they were just trying to make an example out of the first person. Like, Like, like did you hear about Billy? He got a fucking year, dude. (laughs) So everyone was just like, fuck that. (laughs) And then a few days later, they were like, eh, three days. Three days, pay a fine. Get the fuck out of Arizona.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love it how the kids were just like, wait, reality? Fuck this. (laughs) We're here for aliens. But
1: there was also something called... uh, Alien stock. So they were trying to capitalize on the Raid Area 51 event, yeah. turn it into a music festival. Festival? <laughs> festival. Now, they're like an a-
2: alien musical
1: festival. What well, that's essentially what it, it was supposed to be. They were like, uh, all the artists were classified, all this shit. They're going to do it in the town or county of Rachel, Arizona. And then what it says on their website was too many people bought tickets and signed up. And the county wouldn't allow them the infrastructure to pull it off. So the day before, they were like, uh, Lol JK, we're just going to have a separate party somewhere in Las Vegas. Uh, it's a free event, so come out to that instead. And that was literally like the night before. They were like, Whoops. And they got that. Fe- so that, that happened. And they got that Vegas thing like set up like without a hitch. What? I don't know how it went. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say There's no details sell- on how it went. I was They're say. like, we're no longer affiliated. Uh, this is where to go instead, blah, blah, blah. Um, we, we don't tolerate any Firefest 2.0 I was about to say. talk or all well, that's, that shit. That's literally <laughs> what I was
0: about to say. I was like, this sounds like Firefest 2, but without the money. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a whole bunch of broken promises, and at least people still have money. i was picturing there. who would
1: play like Area 51 Fest. No, nah, it's just probably just a bunch of people that like way over their heads.
2: No, I'm just no, picturing like who would like headline that fest. If it, if it would be like Flaming Lips or some shit
0: like it'd that, it'd be a
1: bunch of EDM man. It wouldn't be any bands or anything.
0: Daft Punk, yeah, yeah. shit like that. Some gorillas. DJs,
1: Steve DJ Aoki, Dead Mouse. If he's still relevant, yeah. I don't know.
2: It's a lot of space everybody doing acid and, so, and, and and one of those early time and
0: one of those there has to be an early 2000s pop punk band too <laughs> blink 182 yeah like yeah so, someone yeah. of their ilk they they would do it too didn't they just
1: release a new album yeah. i think so yeah, yeah isn't it weird how shit. like blink 182 green day and some 41 all release new shit at the and same time? um and weezer how does that work yeah. do they just communicate like all right boys I mean, well, it's been a while for all of us. It puts on the labels they're attached to, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least with Weezer, Fallout Boy, and Green Day, um, they're doing that hella mega tour together. Uh, so, like, I know The Offspring and another band did a tour recently, and they coordinated single releases. I think it was Weezer. No. I don't think it was Weezer. Okay. <gasps> um, it, it wasn't any of the bands. God damn it. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so there was there there was all that and then um, so I think with this one though, I don't know. That that is a better question because I know Green Day is planning a full record. And that's coming out in February or January, somewhere in that area. That's pretty good. I don't know about the other two bands because Green Day's the only one of those I can I'm not semi- a Green follow. Day fan, but I respect
1: the fuck out of Billy Joel for that that freak out he had. Oh, that put him out Radio. for a while, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that, was that was fucking That was rock and great. roll as fuck, dude. I love that. You know who
0: I hate? Fallout Boy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. Actually, it's Fallout Boy. I don't know why I kept saying Weezer.
2: I think, we- isn't Weezer on that tour, too? It's like a three-band bill where it's Weezer, Green Day, and uh, Fallout Boy. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, Rick true. Flair's like, woo, <laughs> let t- woo! Let me
0: tell you all about Green Day! and <laughs> the po- Fall Boy! <laughs>
2: Post- uh, second stroke, Ric Flair. I know. <laughs> uh,
0: Have you not seen that yet, Mikey? Uh huh. Yeah, they they hired Rick to do a promo video for the tour. And it's like
2: seventy-two year old post second stroke Ric Flair. You know he lives close to us. Yeah, he lives he's in Carolina the boy. In.
0: Yep. Yeah, he's a Carolina boy. He's got a Flair's like
2: Ric Flair's the fucking Elvis of Charlotte. Yeah, he is. Or <laughs> actually, like George Jones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's about right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so with that one, though, I don't know if the other two bands are releasing full records or not, but I wouldn't imagine, especially bands with that amount of money, that it being too hard to kind of coordinate single releases like that.
2: And I guess they got whoever wrote, booked this. I or thought they
0: put them out them. albums. I didn't know.
1: I thought the Green Day album was already out. No. By how much right. you've been talking about
0: it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's killer. The song fucking shocked me because it's like, all right, ever since... Like American Idiot, they kind of had like a certain kind of sound. Like Mm -hmm. that was their big transition moment. And when the album came out, it was one of those where I was of the age where I was like, yeah, Green Day. You know, and I listened to it religiously. But then it's like when the hype died down for it and I'd go back and re listen to it. There's really only one song I like from it anymore, and it's St. Jimmy, and it just sounds like just a straight classic punk rock, just fast punk song.
2: You know what I like off that record? She's a rebel. Oh yeah. Yeah,
0: I mean that one's cool and everything, but just like talking about just like that St. Jimmy though is just a straight punk ripper, and especially in hindsight, listening back to it today, separating that song from the record, it's a completely different thing. And
2: I was totally into it from like a playing standpoint because they were like super like musical with it and shit oh, too. Yeah.
0: And then like the record after that 21st century breakdown, by the time that came out, I couldn't give two shits about that style music anymore. And I'm just like, all right, fuck this. This is bad. Save. And then they released the trilogy records. And that wrapped me back in hard because that had kind of this garage feel to it. Because in between oh,
2: them...
0: That is the exception. <laughs> I know you hate that song. That is the exception. And that's that leads back to what I said a bunch of episodes ago, which is bands fuck you up on singles. Because that was a single release for that album. And that's one of the worst songs on the record. There's so many other good songs on that record. That's one of the worst, and that I, was the single.
2: I was working on a college radio station when they were pushing that, and I heard that like every fucking like 10 minutes.
0: So it's like... Uh, I was excited about the um, trilogy albums and I was like, fuck yes, this should be good because Foxborough Hot Tubs was one of their little alias bands that had done like really weird like 60s garage kind of stuff and And it sounded really good and these trilogy records had tastes of that. I'm like, yes, this is where I can like start liking Green Day now. They stopped calling themselves a punk band. They started referring to themselves as a rock band and they're playing some rock music. I can get behind this. Revolution Radio came out it's back to the fucking Green Day American Idiot style again. I'm like, fuck this. This is a bad record. So I'm done with this. And now this is something just completely different. Father of all. The album artwork sucks ass. <laughs> it's pretty bad. It's bad. It's fucking horrible. But the song and the music video for the single, I love.
2: I just want Trey Cool's fucking uh, leopard print drum kit.
0: I want the suit. <laughs>
2: And like, there's fucking Mike Durut playing Rickenbacker as a bass nerd. I'm sitting there watching that, watching it going like, that doesn't look right.
0: I know. I played the song for you. Did you see the video? No. Not you yet. would actually love. I think you'd like the aesthetic of the video. They had like red panels in the background with like dancing girl silhouettes, and like everything was like cheetah print and like suits and like black less paws and rickies, and like the drum kit is even cheetah print. It's fucking awesome. What
2: was this, <laughs> what was uh, Mike Phillips saying that it sounded like?
0: Oh God, uh, I'm not sure, yeah, because I posted that on Facebook, so I'm like, people are going to give me shit on this, and not as many people did. Andrew Evans had a good point, though. Andrew Evans of Like Machines, he commented, and he goes, Jimi Hendrix would be pissed. They ripped off fire. That's what it was. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I didn't <laughs> hear- huh, even the uh, jazzy little drum <laughs> beats on it, and I'm just sitting here, and I was like, huh, what do you know, he's right, I like that. I do find it funny though. Everyone's ripping on Billy for his vocal style on that. They're like, "What's up with his voice?" Because he's like singing really high falsetto. I know it. But he said, like in an interv- interview, he's he said he's, he's kind of like challenge, challenge, uh, challenging da-da. himself, he's trying no, to fool no, himself. No, channeling. Easy for me to say. Uh, <laughs> channeling Prince on that kind of just see, like that's... the more sassy kind of kind of thing.
2: And it's just kind of like not afraid to take what uh, he writes for a long shot and uh, Foxborough hot tubs and put it on a Green Day record.
0: And I like that they're doing that now. So if if this record is going to be any – if if this single is any example of the record and they're not fucking us like they did the whole Oh Love thing <laughs> d- I'm actually excited for the record and it kind of comes down to is I don't care what your band name is I don't care what your past stuff has been if you release a record I like I'm gonna like it. Right.
2: <laughs> People shit on no effects but they put on a uh was it two or three years ago they put out a really solid record where they even got like really deep on the last one like for Fat Mike deep like like some real
0: shit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, they, they've released some kind of odd records like the Backstage Passport soundtrack and they also did yeah. like a musical record like Home Sweet Home or Dude, whatever. that actually isn't bad at all either. I remember when it came out. I didn't. Li- I hadn't listened to that one all the way through. That was one I just kind of skipped through because I was like, eh, I don't have the time or patience to really listen to a story record right now. By like, Fat Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but coaster um last uh, there was one more, oh, self-entitled and then the latest one last ditch effort or first yeah. ditch effort rather first ditch effort yeah. I think. yeah those three records are nothing they're they're kind of similar to classic no effect style but they're very different sounding also and that sounds like a new era for the band and that's the era i like i still don't like much of the old no effect stuff but like those last three records they've done, or like those three Coaster, Self Entitled, and First Stitch Effort, thoroughly like those records. It's Talk, about shit.
2: Clutch. I don't give a fuck about any of like a Clutch's uh, catalog up until a certain record.
0: Yeah. And man, even then, God, depend, We really don't need to make the episode that much. That much, <laughs> longer going go into a night, new going you? into a new thing. But it's like, good God, even all the fucking new records that have come out recently. And my favorite one being our fuck it. Yeah, it's about time for us to it. do It's time to dig on into a Spotify playlist and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. <laughs> what you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music.
1: Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical
0: disorder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting here going, I'm like, wait a minute. So we're we have a segment for this. we knocking on this door. We, are, we have a segment for this. We might as well. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and start first so Cap doesn't steal it. I've been digging on the fucking Robert Persons humbucker record. Okay. That's the one I'm grabbing. And holy shit. I found his material a few years back and... Fell in love with it.
2: Yeah, you showed it to me like a couple of years ago. My first thought was, it sounds kind of like
0: Boston. A little bit, but it has a little bit more bite than Boston. Right, but kind of like those
2: similar guitar tones and like songwriting structure.
0: Absolutely. And just released a new record the past few weeks ago, Out of the Dark, and it's, it's better than the last record. <laughs> it's better than a
2: lot of things that have come out this year. It's so sneaky good.
0: Yeah, I mean, usually I pick a couple to say that they're favorites. Ah. <laughs> The whole record is a favorite, but it's I mean, all over the
2: place. There's like a really sweet, like the band sweet sounding song. There's a uh,
0: Thin Lizzy sounding. There's what Cheap Trick sounding. Cheap one. Trick sounding. There's a
2: Thin Lizzy sounding one too. Yeah,
0: no, but that's my one of my favorite ones. Is Pick Me Up though, and that's the Cheap Trick sounding one. And we
2: doing, we were doing research on uh, who plays on all these records and everything. Yeah, and apparently it's Robert Nick plays
0: basically everything, and then Nick Anderson plays bass. Yeah, <laughs> and produces it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, so I, I definitely recommend that one. Uh, check the show notes. Uh, something good for you, Spotify playlist. We threw a, a handful of those songs on in there already. Captain Nunn, what the hell have you been listening to?
2: Slash so put out a live record on Friday. Oh, yeah, he did. It's a, a legit live record, too. If you like would listen to like Miles and uh, the bass player Todd uh, do their vocals, you can definitely tell where it drops off or who's out of breath or whatever. Uh-huh. But, but what I like about this record is that the only song on the entire album that's not a... Uh, Slash or Conspirator's original is Night Train. Like, they're just all in three albums as a band, four albums of material that Slash wrote himself, and they they have a whole giant catalog to pull from now with, like, quality material, and it's pretty killer. And they're a really killer live band, too.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I've I've only been able to see them once, but even that time, that was quality, quality shit. Quality. And they
2: play a lot of, like, uh, songs from the new record
0: in it, too.
1: Cool. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah! Cool man. Sweet. Hell yeah! Cool, sweet, cool, yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, absolute, absolute rad, cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Absolute yeah. cool.
0: That's absolute cool. So, um, hey, Mike, what yeah. you been listening to? So, um, yeah, yeah. good one. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, so, man. I'm a Thanks. little yeah.
1: different from you guys. I don't usually go down a single artist rabbit hole. I like to jump genre to genre. Genre is it genre or genre? Genre genre what? Genre 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 genre, genre. 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 Like, uh, is it a
0: que or a Q? Like on Anyways. <laughs>
1: oh, it's definitely a Q. Definitely but it's a, a Q. Queef. No, it's a Q. It's Fuck It's a
0: queef.
1: <laughs> That's what I've been listening to.
0: <laughs> the sweet 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 squeeps. <laughs> if we didn't want to turn off our Jesus. entire listener <laughs> base, I would uh I know it.
1: <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a lot of G Funk lately, which means a what? lot of Dr. Drace, Snoop Dogg, Nate Dogg, uh, like and all some that. some Warren G, um, in a whole some Tupac era. in there. I don't know if that's really G Funk, but it was the, the same air. And the bass
2: is the treble.
1: Oh, is that what they say? In one of the songs, yeah. Oh, okay. Regulator, Warren G. Oh, I don't. I, haven't, I just put on different playlists and gotcha. go through it, man. Yup, yup. Ah. What all's on this playlist? I want to follow it. What? Uh it's just if you just type in G Funk, it's one of the first ones to pop up. It's literally just called G Funk. I made a
2: hip hop playlist on my uh, Spotify page where it's just, just like just strictly just called Dope. Yeah. <laughs> dope.
0: But Why I'm this kinda, fucking person ever? Very much so. Kind
1: of going down the rabbit hole of how they actually made the music Dude, at that point in time and just how much work was put into it, and it's just like you've been well, watching the Doc shit. series on Netflix? Huh? I didn't know there was one. There is one. Oh, now, which shit. one are you watching? I just YouTube videos, whatever I can find. I know there's a... I'm a YouTube prowler. And on uh, HBO, they have like a two-part or... I'm two a YouTube of, predator. <laughs> YouTube predator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Sit down, Mikey Black. Will you have a seat?
1: <laughs> I'm a YouTube predator. <laughs> Girl. No,
2: there's a great doc series on Netflix about uh, the history of hip hop and like kind of like uh, the science behind making all the records and everything too. And on HBO, uh, with Dre in particular, they go into his career and they get real studio nerdy about all the G Funk era stuff too.
1: Hell yeah! What's that called?
2: Uh, the Defiant Ones.
1: Oh, okay. I've seen. Yeah, Dr. Dre about
2: Jimmy Iovine, who uh, founded uh, it was one of the bigger record labels in the industry. And I'm blanking on the name, but he produced like Born to Run and Tom Petty's damn Torpedoes and Stevie Nicks's first record and everything Did too. Did you like, watch
1: uh, Straight Out of Compton at all? I watched the movie, yeah. Was it
2: good? <laughs> it's it's good for what it is. Can I give like one spoiler that's kind of funny? is it
1: better than the dirt? Yeah. Okay.
2: There is one part where they have a they're in a hotel and they have a bunch of groupies around or whatever and uh, this one girl named Felicia's is running through the, the hotel or whatever and giving the Ice Cube character shit. Alex has that look on his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, of course, the groupie leaves. or She starts talking shit, and they kick her out. And Ice Cube says, you guessed it, bye, Felicia. <sighs> awesome. That was one it's those,
0: not even where it's from! I know it! That's not even where it's from! That movie
2: came out long after NWA, too.
0: <laughs>
2: Ice Cube said, this'll be funny. I wrote...
0: <laughs> I wrote, are we I wrote there yet? This, yeah, this would be hilarious. I was listening to one
1: comedian. He was talking about how uh, he was starting out doing gig to gig, and he finally made it. Like he was getting on up there to where he was actually having to fly places, right? And so he got on a plane and he was looking around and he was just like, "Oh shit, that's Ice Cube." So he walks over and he's gonna like introduce himself and he said, "Ice Cube is sitting there watching Friday." <laughs>
2: I don't know, that sounds like some shit I'd do. Friday rules, I'd watch my own movie if I was Ice Cube.
0: Well guys, Classic. This has been a really fun episode. If you're listening to this one, come on out to Tommy's tonight. If you're not tired of hearing us already, uh, come out the following week to Tommy's for the Super Jet milkweed uh, Wilma, Kelsey Ryan Show for the benefit of Jonathan and Family Hughes. And then October 11th, come on up to the rim with us partying with Fast Eddie. And speaking of Fast Eddie, they've got a brand new single called Lost, yes. part of their 7-inch on Spaghetti Town Records, which is available now. Go to Spaghetti Town Records to pick that up. Check out the song at the end of the episode Cap do you have an outro for us Uh, I'd like to thank Mikey
2: Black for this super cozy digital fireplace we got I tried I'm, I hope y'all can hear the coziness see ya self-aware. No, yes. Man, that was real. <laughs> that was dumb. Really, really dumb. For real. For real.
0: <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.